one of the key kind of images of our relationship with God that we have from the Old Testament is a covenant, that we are covenanted to God, and we see in our first reading today God making this covenant with Noah. In fact, there's a number of times when God um, reaches out to his people and renews this covenant in different ways, from Adam, Noah, um, Abraham, Moses, David, the key times. But we, a few things we can understand about our relationship with God from this idea of covenant. It's, there's a certain commitment that comes from both sides, and this was something that people would, um, in Old Testament times, enter into, whether you had a land agreement or something, or for work, or um, people would enter into covenants, and there was obligations put upon both sides, um, and it was kind of a contracty sort of thing. But in the covenant we have with the Lord, there's the necessity of faithfulness on either side. That's, that's always a key part of what God calls us to in this covenant and what he commits himself, that both sides are called to be unconditionally faithful to this covenant. God is saying, through making a covenant with humanity, that he's saying, I will never abandon you or forsake you. Um, and we, in, in entering into that covenant with God, or um, Noah in this instance, um, is saying that I will be faithful to you as my God as well. Um, now, God essentially can't but be faithful to us, but we see on our side that there's a certain inequality that we can always turn away from God and, and that all of salvation history is full of the human side of that covenant falling away and coming back and falling away and coming back. But we see that faithfulness especially, that God continues to chase after us, continues to invite us back into that relationship, um, even to chase after us in Jesus to the point of his death, that the faithfulness of God in that um, was so strong. But it's important for us to think of this relationship with God, that, that it's not always an equal thing. I think we can um, think that, you know, yeah, Jesus invites us to be friends and, and wants to be so close to us that we can um, express ourselves freely before him, but we're not in an equal relationship with God. There's always... Um, that he is our God and we, are, um, we owe obedience to him, we owe our faithfulness to him in a way that's different to God's faithfulness to us. And we see this in the disciples with Jesus in our gospel today. Um, because, so Jesus puts this question to his disciples. He says, who do you say I am? He says, who, do, who does everyone else say I am? But then he, the most important question is, who do you say I am? And Jesus isn't saying that to kind of get his identity affirmed. Jesus doesn't need us to tell him who he is. He receives that from the Father. That's not the relationship that we have with him. Jesus receives his identity from the Father and God is who God is in himself. So we have to hear from God who he is, whereas the other side of that relationship is that God will speak over us and say that you are my beloved son, you are um, my servant, you are my... Um, child and in our side of the relationship we receive identity from God. He affirms that in us and we're open to hearing and receiving. Um, so there's this inequality and we see that um, perhaps Peter had misunderstood this and thought that he was in a more equal and open relationship with God 
than it ought to have been um, because he kind of steps over the bounds. Um, yes, Jesus affirms that he was right in saying that you are the Messiah. Um, he affirms that answer, but then once Jesus starts talking about the cross, Peter, Peter tries to stop him. Um, and Jesus has to then rebuke him. So while, while Peter was true in affirming Jesus' identity, um, that was something that he only could have received from God, received from Jesus and reflected back. Um, and so when we're seeking to discover who God is and to discover his will in our lives, that's something that we have to receive from God and be open to, to submitting to that, to obeying that, to following that, rather than trying to direct that ourselves. Because we see here that Peter um, says that, oh, no, no, being rejected and put to death isn't a great path for you, Lord. I don't think you should go that way. We, yeah, don't have that relationship with God such that we're directing his path. God always has the path and he's the, the, the leader of this relationship that we have. Yes, we should be free in expressing our desires and our feelings with the Lord and saying, I don't really like this path that you're going on, Lord. Um, but it's always our part of the relationship to try and understand and receive where God is leading us. Um, sometimes, perhaps in a stronger rebuke as Peter gets today, get behind me, Satan. Um, but this is the part of our discipleship. Our, our part of the covenant is always in that, that faithfulness of receiving who God is for us, receiving who God says that we are um, and submitting ourselves to follow that, trusting that he is the one who's caring for us and who has that plan for the fullness of life for us, who has the path set before us that will lead us into his life. So let's pray for something of the humility that Peter no doubt grew in from this experience um, that we can be free and open in that faithfulness of relationship with God, a covenant relationship that God invites us into, but not get too ahead of ourselves as to presume to tell God what to do.